Hey, how are you, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, citizens of the world? It's me, Harlan Williams. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. So happy you could be here. Uh, what a show we have today. Oh, my God. This one's this one's a nutball. Okay, I'm going to be talking about Jenny Craig models. I think there might be a scam going on. Check out my theory on the Jenny Craigers. Uh, also, we're going to be talking about uh, police training. Police training with their tasers and their guns and everything. Um, I might be running for president. Okay, I'm announcing uh, that I might be running for president. And check out later in the show, people weighing in, listeners calling in and weighing in on whether I should run for president of the United States in the upcoming election. Uh, I'm going to be doing, doing something a little uh, more serious today. I'm, I'm going to be reading a poem again. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I hope you like it. It's not comedy, but it's kind of, you know, something different. Um, we're going to be talking about small people. Yeah, that's right. Midgets. And then this idiot kid who sings campfire songs. I'm forced to put him on the air because he's one of the producer's nephews or something. So that kid's coming by. I hope that doesn't dissuade you from being right here on the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? There's an element of uncontrolled chaos. The Harland Highway. Serving everyone from presidents and kings to the scum of the earth. What a treat. Oh, wait. Was she a great big fat person? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. You need many years of therapy. Hey, Harland, it's Stephanie from Denver. Just do me. You might want to think twice before sticking your penis in there. Just do me. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. Hey, 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 Harlan Williams here, and you are grooving down the Harland Highway. Uh, whether you're big, tall, fat, skinny, you're all welcome here. I guess labeling different sects of society can be a problem. Apparently now there's a big debate out on what we should call small people. Can you call them midgets? Can you call them dwarfs? I mean, I was always happy with munchkins. You know, I think Wizard of Oz kind of set the, the template. Dwarf reminds me of, like, some kind of freak from Lord of the Rings. And Midget brings up visions of circus folk. But munchkins just always felt cute. And I imagined, you know, little people living in the petals of flowers and wearing curly shoes and eating giant lollipops. We represent. Munchkin? I think it's more insulting to go with the technical terms. I'm a little person. Yeah, no crap there, Junior. Can you get your face out of my kneecap? Hello. Little people. Tall people. It's it. You can't do anything anymore, man. I don't know what to call anybody. Lest they be offended. You want to call me Stretch? Call me Stretch. I'm like six foot two almost. 
bean sprout, tall guy. I don't know. It doesn't freak me out. I mean, as long as you're not being an idiot about it, just call me your host, your big, tall, lanky, munchkin host here on the Harland Highway. Yeah, you can't call anyone anything anymore. You, you Everything's got a technical name now, okay? It's, uh, let's see, let's see you call someone a dumbass, okay? Now you can't call them a dumbass. You have to say, you're a mentally challenged buttock. Yep, you heard me, mentally challenged buttock. And speaking of mentally challenged buttocks, it's the time of year where we have to have this kid. Here we go. Come on, Roger. Do we really have to have this kid? Oh, God. All right, folks, it's summer. It's it's coming into summer. It's Everything's heating up. People are going camping. And so one of the producers have his, insists that we have his nephew in. Oh, God, I hate this kid. He's an idiot. Insists we have this kid in to sing campfire songs, to get in the spirit of the summer, camping, the great outdoors, this kid comes in and sings his songs. Let's get it over with. Bring What's his name? Timmy? All right, bring him in here. Get in here. Come in here, Timmy. Timmy, come in. All right, I'm coming. All right, well, get in here. I'm in. Does it look like I'm outdoors? All right, don't get snappy with me, kid. Up yours. Don't start. I'm here to sing campfire songs. All right, good. What do you got? Well, my first one's about canoeing. Okay, have you ever canoed? Ah, uh, duh, idiot. Okay, let's lose the uh, sassy stuff. How about you lose your garlic breath? Okay, come, sing your dopey song. Okay. Oh, canoeing canoeing up and down the river up and down the river there's a moose there's a bear there's an owl there's a moose wow are you kidding me what there's an owl there's a bear there's a moose there's a moose again i do it twice up and down the river huh kid that's right what do you think i'm gonna canoe sideways all right, are you done? No, I have two more. Oh, God, two? That's what I said. One plus one equals two. I don't throw your math at me, kid. Up yours. That's two words. Would you just do your song? What's the next one? Oh, let's all roast a marshmallow on the campfire. Let's all roast a marshmallow on the old campfire. Oh, Sally's got a marshmallow. Jimmy's got a marshmallow. Daddy's got a marshmallow. On the old campfire. Wow. What? Nothing. Just nothing. That sounded like golden ass. What the hell's a golden ass? Your voice, that's what. Up yours. Hurry up and do the last campfire song. Get the hell out of my studio. Up yours. Hurry up. 
All right, here's my last one. junk all that junk inside your trunk what you gonna do with all that junk i'm gonna get you drunk 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 i'm gonna get you drunk off my lump my lovely lady lump my lump my lovely lady humps what you gonna do with all that jeans all that jeans all that jeans where you gonna go with all that jeans i'm gonna get all right cut it out what what the hell are you singing kid I'm singing a campfire song, ass. That is not a campfire song, dumbass. Up yours. That is not. That is a lovely lady lumps, you idiot. I don't know where I come from. I don't know what camp you go to, sir. Would you just finish up? Oh, I don't want no drama. No, no, no drama. I don't want no drama. No, no, no drama. Oh, what you gonna do with all that junk? All that junk inside your trunk. I don't need no drama. No, get out. Stop. Get out. No, I'm not finished. You're not doing any more lady lumps. My lovely, lovely humps. My lovely lady lumps. Check them out. Oh, who you can play with all my humps? Get out of here. Suck my humps, my lady lumps. I'm just like a camel. I've got lots of bumps. Humps, get out. Suck my hump hole, pig. What did you say? Suck it. Get out of here, idiot. Roger. Unbelievable. Never again, Dillweed. What a joke. I don't want no drama. No, no, no drama. Get out. All right, turn off the turn off the lady lumps. Roger, turn off the lady lumps. Good lord. Unbelievable idiot. Timmy King and his friggin' campfire songs. What a dillweed. And speaking of lady lumps, how about this? I, I got a theory here on lady lumps, okay? Have you been watching TV lately and you catch the Jenny Craig commercials? Okay? And and you see these girls, these women, and they're like, I lost 60 pounds on Jenny Craig. And you look at them, and they show the before and after picture, Okay? And the before picture, yeah, they're 60 pounds heavier. They're in a bathing suit, you know. And then they show the after picture, and they look unusually hot. Like, I'm talking, like, model hot. I'm talking, like, they throw these girls in a bikini, and there's no stretch marks. They're toned. They're tight. They really look like they just stepped out of modeling school. And I'm like, wait a minute. Something ain't right here, man. Okay? Something's a little off. Could this be another marketing trick? Some more deceitful maneuvers by advertisers? And here's my theory. Okay, when people are fat, and they're, they're usually fat for a long time, because it takes a while to build up to fat, okay? When you're 60 pounds overweight, that's a buildup. 
And what happens when people get that big, they usually let it sit for a while. A lot of people that get fat stay fat for years, if not decades. It's very rare when a person goes 60 pounds overweight and goes, oh, my God, I'm fat. I got to lose this. Gone. No, no, no. You know fat sits around for a long time, okay? And when you lose the fat, there's usually stretch marks. There's there's loose skin. There's flab. You don't look as good as these people do on the Jenny Craig commercials. So here's what I think is happening. I got no way to prove it. It's just a theory. But here's what I think's going on with the before and after pictures. I think that these people are going out and finding hot girls, young girls with tight model-like bodies, and they're saying to them, they're saying, hey, you're pretty damn smoking hot and you have a killer body. And the chick's like, yeah, that's true, yeah. I'm guessing, and again, I have no proof. This is just my theory. I'm guessing that they're saying to these hotties, they're going, I'll tell you what, how about this? You eat all you can for four months for us, okay? And because you're young, because you've got a high metabolism, because you've got such a good body, because you look so great, eat for four months straight all the crap you can, balloon up like 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds, and then just stop eating and just go back to what you're doing. Your your high metabolism, your exercise regime, your your natural uh, your genetics. We can tell you're kind of a born-to-be-thin person. And uh, let us take a picture of you when you're fat. And, uh, and then go ahead and lose all that weight in like four weeks. And go back to who you were. And by the way, here's here we're, we're going to give you $300,000 to do this. And that's my theory. I, I think they're getting good-looking girls, telling them to get big. They get big. They snap a couple of pictures. And these girls, because they're young, they're, they've got good genes, they probably work out. They go and they, they lose the weight in a month. They, they snap right back because they're only fat for like four months. They're not, they're not you know, damaging their skin or their look. It's kind of like, remember the, the, the movie Raging Bull, Robert De Niro? Remember he won an Oscar, and for part of the movie, he's thin as a rail. No body fat, right? Just looks cut. And then the second half of the movie, they show him later on in his life, and De Niro went and did just that. He went and he wanted to get fat for the last half of the movie, and he did. If you watch the movie, you'll see it. And if you listen to a, uh, an interview or read about De Niro's, uh, how he, he accomplished that, he said he just ate, 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 ate for like, you know, a month, two months. He just bloomed up. As soon as the, the film was shot, beep, he just went back to the way he was. And we've never seen him fat again. And I'll tell you what, man, I think that's what they're doing with these Jenny Craigers. Okay? Because they just look too good, man. You know, I think it's a it's it's smoke and mirrors, and it could be a con job. Again, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there as a possibility. But if you had to, if you had to look at the research, if you had to, uh, you know, have them produce evidence 
and show a timeline and show uh, chronological pictures, I wouldn't be surprised. Because these girls, they, 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 they just look too damn good. You know, a fat person that loses weight still looks good, but you can still see rolls. You can still see a little flab because the skin was stretched, blah, blah, blah. And they just have that, that general look, you know. So I'm, I'm suspicious. I'm just saying. That's my theory, okay? Hope you're not up to anything, Jenny Craig, because we're watching you. I'm sitting on my couch eating a pie eating some ice cream and some popcorn, and I'm watching you. Oh, and someone get me a grilled cheese and some bacon because I'm, I'm sitting on my couch watching you. Okay, I got a lot of respect for the police, okay? I know some people don't like them. I think they're great. I think the police men and police women of this country do a great job for the most part, are looking out for us, putting their lives on the line for us, lest you forget, citizens, that they would step in front of a bullet for you, in most cases, unless you're a jerk, and then they'd probably shoot a bullet at you. But in, in any case, I do have one gripe with the police, and I don't understand this part of their training. I saw it on the news the other night where because the police taser people, the police in turn in their training program need to be tasered. Okay, Jim, turn around. We're going to shoot a taser in your back. (laughs) And there they go. They shoot them right in the back. They're twitching on the floor, having a seizure. (laughs) I mean, what the hell? The reason we do it is so that police officers know what it feels like to taser someone. Okay, great logic there, Officer Pasquale. How about that gun on your belt? I sure would like to know what it feels like to be shot. Okay, turn around. We have to shoot you so you know what it feels like to be shot. Okay, he's dead. Now he knows what it feels like to be dead. Remember, people, when you shoot people dead, you're going to know what it feels like to shoot someone dead. Why is our recruitment so low? Somebody get me the recruitment officers. What's going on here? Where are all our policemen? Why is no one showing up at this training session? Uh, because you shot them all uh, dead last week, Captain. That's no excuse. Get those corpses back in here. I'll shoot them again. And if they get out of line, I'm going to taser them. Uh, okay, Captain. Have you been shot yet? No, sir. Hello? Hello, where is everyone? Hello? Someone get me a body to shoot. (laughs) I just don't get it. You know what? If people are dumbasses and you cops need to taser them, go ahead. You don't need to train. You don't need to know what it feels like. (laughs) Just taser their asses. I wouldn't want to have to deal with a drunk moron either. I'd taser them, pepper spray them, have my police horse kick them in the you-know-what, shoot them, and then throw them in jail. But that's just me. That's why I'm not in the police force. That's why I'm here, your chauffeur, on the Harlan Highway. Hey, Harlan. This is Brian in Phoenix again. Say, uh, you asked the question if you should continue to share your poetry. Uh, I think you should. I personally like that, you know, you have the comedy side. 
get the serious side and the show's an emotional side. Um, before I heard the podcast, I didn't know you had you wrote children's books. I didn't know that you sang. I didn't know a lot of this stuff about you. And it's really interesting for at least me to hear that you know you're doing poetry as well. I, for one, appreciate uh, your poetry. I enjoy it. I think it's a nice change. Um, and as always, still love all your all your humor, all your your fun stuff you do, the skits, the the voices, the you know just everything you talk about. Uh, keep up the good work, and we'll catch you later. Bye, bud. All right. Well, many thanks to Brian for uh, his call about the poems. And, uh, yeah, a few, uh, maybe a month or so back, I, I read a poem about, uh, you know, uh, people forgotten, people leaving and never coming home. And uh, and uh, one lady called in and left a message. You might have heard it in one of the older podcasts, and it just really touched her. I guess she had recently lost her father. And I kind of done the poetry thing as a bit of an experiment. I was like, I don't know. I'm, I do the wacky stuff, the funny stuff. You know, I, I, I like to goof around, let's face it. But I thought I also have, uh, you know, a more serious side. And uh, I think we all do, right? A deeper side, a more uh, introspective side. And I've been writing poetry for a long time, and I thought, you know what, maybe I'll take a risk. I'll go out on a limb and share a poem. And uh, people like Brian and other people called in and said they enjoyed it, and maybe they'd like to hear more. And I'm a little hesitant to do it, but uh, you know what? The first round seemed to go well. Okay, got some good feedback from people. And so, uh, you know what, I'm going to do it again. Today I have a poem, and I'll give you a little backstory. This poem's a, uh, kind of a fresh one. I wrote it about maybe three weeks ago. I was up in uh, I was up in New Jersey doing a uh, stand-up show, and on the way to the club, I had to walk past this really old church that had this really old graveyard. And every day I walked past it, and it was it was kind of thought-provoking, and and it was right beside the sidewalk, and. Here's me walking on one side of the the wall alive, and on the other side of the wall, there's just endless amount of dead human beings. And I thought, God, who are these people? Who are these people laying here? I, you know, the the gravestones are really old, and time and rain had almost washed the names right off them. And I thought, God, why does life put us here, man? The, the, you know, th- those people in there are just no different from me. Uh, they're me and I'm them. We're all just people. And in the midst of all this kind of morbid death stuff and me kind of feeling heavy about it, a beautiful little bird landed on one of the gravestones. I, I'm sure you're all familiar with a robin red breast. It's a kind of a black bird with a brightly colored orange breast. And here was this uh, living thing that kind of landed in this sea of gray, depressing death. And it landed right on a gravestone. And it just kind of spiraled me into thinking about life and death and why we're here and how long we're here and what it all means. (laughs) And I don't think I found any answers, but I just kind of put my feelings down on paper And so here we go once again. 
my second poem ever here on the Harland Highway based on this graveyard. I hope you like it. It's called Forgotten, and here it is. Forgotten. A robin perched on a gravestone, a gravestone ravaged by time, stained by the dirt of the city, lichen, yellow, and lime. It stood on the sad gray remembrance of a poor soul who lay underground, a person like you or like me, who no one knows is no longer around. Under the earth and forgotten, all of the things that they were, the memories and feelings begotten, that they existed nothing more than a blur. All of the pain now for naught, the suffering, the trials, the tears, all the possessions they bought, sifted through garage sales throughout the years. What of their memories and laughter, the first kiss, the hand in her palm, the touching, the sharing, the staring, the falling in love to a song? Where does the knowledge acquired transplant when the heart stops its beating? Death is so cruel and final, death so good at defeating. And as I walked past the graveyard, I saw stones marking many more souls, their corpses underground and unwanted, nothing but food for the moles. Life seems like a long, cruel trick. It builds us up to where we think we are close, to the meaning, the answers, the reasons, then devours all the seeds that we sow. But maybe that robin was a messenger, and landed that day by design, so that I would look down and remember those people who now are resigned, locked in eternal darkness with all of the things that they touched. Like you and like me, they were but whispers in the brief moment of life that they clutched. From your eye let a soft tear hit the soil and permeate into the clay and seep to the dusty bones of the forgotten so that they are remembered if but just for a day. Wow. Okay, there it is. A uh, <laughs> little morbid, a little dark, but uh, I guess the reason I wanted to read it was, uh, you know, to see if it touched you in any way, to see if it uh, it caused you to think, it stimulated anything inside you. I don't know. Maybe it's a bit too dark, Um but I guess the message I kind of got out of it is even even in the darkness, we were here, we all did something, and that little robin signified to me that life just keeps going on. It's, it's, it's a mystery. I don't have the answers. None of us do. So maybe uh, you caught something in those words. Maybe you didn't. And, and please forgive me for the dramatic readings, you know, the... He went into the darkness, but I, I I don't know. It's so serious. It's such a serious tone that I I try to give it a little dramatic flair. So there you go. <laughs> Look at me getting all uncomfortable. I'm out of my element reading poetry. It's not something I do, but I'm happy to share it with you guys. I hope you got something from it. If not, so be it. And if uh, if you did, great. It's all about uh, life. It's all about sharing experiences. And uh, 
in the end, we all go to the same place. So uh, there you go. Um, and uh, just so it's not too uh, too weighed down, too heavy here, too weighty, let's uh, let's end the show with uh, something a little more upbeat, some more comedy, and uh, here we go. Ask not what the Holland Highway can do for you. Ask what you can do for the Holland Highway. Getting my presidential pipes on, baby. I asked you to call my answering machine and leave your thoughts and comments as to why or why not I should be the president. I want You got my vote. You should be president because you're more intelligent and articulate than our current president. That'd be great. Later. Okay, okay, that's cool. That That's a positive start. What else we got? Hello, Harlan. This is Heather. I think you should run for president because you're hilarious and absolutely gorgeous. And I figure you have to be do a better job than anybody else out there, right? Well, that's my opinion. I hope that you like it. You know what, Heather? I do like your opinion. That was really good. Uh, especially that part that rhymed with Scatacoogie Scorgeous? What was it? Absolutely gorgeous. Ah, oh, that's me. Yeah, the absolutely gorgeous presidential candidate. Let, let's hear some more of these great compliments that are just coming in. This is this is getting me all amped up. Hey there, Harlan. I think that maybe if you ran for president, it would be a wonderful thing because then you wouldn't have time to be on the air anymore. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Jeez. Well, you love people who make comments and just laugh at themselves. <laughs> okay, knock it off, lady. <laughs> you obviously don't realize that I am... Gorgeous. Not to mention... You're hilarious. And... Absolutely gorgeous. Can never get enough of that one. So what more do I need to be president of the United States? Right, people? Call me. Let me know what you think. Harlan Williams on the Harland Highway. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love the snappy, sarcastic remarks. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, what do you think? Should I run for president? It's coming up. You know, people are starting to announce. I don't see why I shouldn't be president, right? I'm half Canadian. I'm half American. Maybe there's a good balancing act in there somewhere. Maybe we can become uh, Acadians or uh, Americans and just join everything together. And I could be the leader. I could change the geography. I could change the landscape. I could. Who am I kidding? But uh, call me if you if you think you have a good reason why or why I should not be president. Let me know, and uh, we'll put your. Your call's up on the air, 888-500-2090. And you'll have lots of time to think about this because we are at the end of the show. Uh, Thank you for being here. Had a wonderful time. Hope you enjoyed the show today. The funny, the crazy, the poignant, the poetry, the presidential announcement. I mean, come on. Um, So uh, there you go. You can catch... uh, You can catch... uh, the Harland Highway uh, on your cell phone. If you go to Stitcher.com, they have a free app. You can uh, you can download it, 
and you are on your way. Uh, don't forget, everybody, I uh, will be doing stand-up comedy in Las Vegas at the Palms Casino June 9th, 10th, and 11th. Uh, so uh, make sure you get your tickets. The Palms Casino, June 9th, 10th, and 11th. Great venue, great shows, and uh, we're going to have fun. So there you go. That's the show. Uh, check out harlanwilliams.com for all your Harlan Williams needs. And uh, until next time, my friends, chicken chow main baby. Well, that's my opinion. I hope that you like it. <laughs>